Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. Attention all writers and artists, we are having a Christmas contest for everybody in our Hawk and Cleaver Facebook group, which you can get to by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Our admin over there, Joshua Boucher, has put up the details, but the gist is there's going to be a flash fiction contest as well as an art contest, and the winners will have their work featured on a bonus Christmas cracker episode coming this Christmas. The contest is currently open and will run until December the 3rd, so get your submissions in before then. Once again, that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver, or just search Hawk and Cleaver in Facebook and I'm sure it'll pop up just there. So I'm looking forward to seeing your submissions. Today's episode is Bulletproof, written by Jay Askew and narrated by Erica Ventura. David used to change into celebrities and get screwed for a thousand bucks by their super fans. They'd show him a picture and he'd be that for them. He'd be anything for them. For the right price. He could change into objects and animals too, but that didn't pay as much as a celebrity game. Myself? I had been killed more times than I cared to count. Each had its price tag. Each brought me pain. But as long as I could still stand it, I earned. They called me bulletproof. David tied the laces on my sneakers as I pulled on a Spice Girls t-shirt. I wore old 90s earth clothes to my daring shows. No point in armor. We were switching out. He had just done his magnificent show of transformation in the circus ring, and I was to do mine. We waited for our showtimes in a section backstage. 
It was so dark it made the circus ring seem inviting. Mr. Callahan staged it like that, to make sure we felt our best in front of an audience. Filling the sidelines with rusted seats and dust that could choke a fish was a good tactic. When I was a kid, my dad used to charge his friends to test their weapons out on me. They loved the thrill of shooting a little girl in the face. It hardened me, beyond the simplicity that rested in my preppy blue eyes. This was my life. I knew no other. People had tried vintage switchblades, grenades, guns, electric and antique, and once they disintegrated me with acid. I still came back. They used everything, from chainsaws to ropes to axes. They never could kill me. I was completely bulletproof. Or at least I healed faster than any living thing alive. The only thing that killed me was when David was hurt. Now, it was a crowd blood sport, a spectacle. A few hundred people came to the space circus to see me killed over and over again by alien creatures or near-extinct Earth animals. Each time I died, the crowd cheered. I was glad the private bookings were over, or strange old men would bring me expensive gifts before they slit my throat and watch me come back to life. I didn't want to know what they did to me for the few minutes I was dead, but they sure did smile as I came to each time. Try to die quick, David said to me as I checked my makeup. He was silhouetted by the warming lights in the ring. David, they're expecting a show. I squinted at his troubled face. It was the opposite of mine. Serious, heavy, worried, with dark eyes ruling his glare. Shows can be short. He reached out a caring hand to me. I can't watch you suffer for that long. This isn't like before. There are no private rooms and speedy turnarounds. This is the Callahan Brothers fucking space circus. Stop being so selfish. We don't live the life for that. He mused over my words. He was far too serious to do what he did in the circus. He had honor and he felt empathy too easily. He couldn't do what I did in the ring. He wouldn't last a single show. He was disappointed a few years back when I told him I liked girls, but since then we've, we've grown closer. He was my brother, the light in the darkness of our lives. Audrey, I know how much it hurts you. If I could take that pain for you, it doesn't hurt anymore. It hasn't for a long time. I was lying. I made my soul bulletproof too. Then what's left that makes you human? I could ask you the same thing, I muttered as he walked off to wipe away the dust of the show ring. When I first met David, we were both teenagers. He had been doing his job for the odd people in the world since he could first transform. He changed into old actors from the Earth years and sometimes even ancient royal figures like that red-haired queen from long ago but mostly it was the famous pilots and explorers that were the toast of the galaxy. People wanted them, 
to be close to them, to be intimate. On occasion, his clients wanted him to take a beating. I asked him if it hurt. He told me it did, but he pretended it wasn't his body they were doing it to. He saw it as a way to keep people safe. If he could take their place, even for a few instances, then it was worthwhile. He had saved a real person from abuse. A hundred years ago, they used to inject humans with skills, giving them power above mortal man. But they banned it when people started to abuse it. Now, our special skills are natural, passed down in the bloodstream from those early adapted humans in the galaxy. We're pretty much one in a million. Some of us save lives, some of us sell tickets. Somewhere down the line, an ancestor of mine abused the hell out of the skill system and pumped our bloodline full of quirky DNA that made me bulletproof. When the offer came to travel the galaxy with the circus, I took it. David did too. He would no longer need to go through private shows, and he would no longer need to face the man who owned our bodies. Our circus ringmaster was Mr. Callahan, and he didn't have a brother. He pretended to care about his acts. I believed him at first, until he asked me to choke myself to death while he had sex with me. Since then, he's had a power over me, like I'm his special little girl. Believe it or not, he was better than our previous master. When it was my time, the lights rose on my pink cheeks. I had that girl-next-door look about me. Blonde, perky. It was better than some of the other acts, the ones who just waved around their tits as their special skill. I could be myself because of what I could do. The crowd cawed as I waved, like a flock of scavengers waiting to descend. I spat on the ground. It was sand, red, imported from Mars. Mr. Callahan had gone there himself to get it. The ring was made from recycled metal, probably from abandoned science stations on planets that had gone bad. There was a dome of glass above us all. It let us see the entire galaxy. But the ceiling was not the reason the punters came. I raised my arms and they screamed. When I reached the middle of the circled ring, I tied my hair back. They went silent, knowing it was part of my routine. And when the beast approached me from the shadowy tunnels that led to our underground monster prisons, they screamed again, this time with the pure joy of Christmas. The creature approached quickly. I considered letting myself go early this round for David, but it was the first show of the night and I had energy. It was silver or gray. I'm not sure of the difference or if one is shinier than the other. This one was shiny. I could see the reflection of the overhead stars in its tough exoskeleton. Its front two legs were longer than its back two, like it was a propped up toy. I looked into its eyes the moment before it struck me. They were as dark as the universe, but there was a shine that told me the creature didn't deserve to be there. I had seen this look in the eyes of my executioners a thousand times before, and I had learned to ignore it, or else it would tear my heart apart. 
I grunted as my chest took the full weight of the monster. My collarbone cracked, piercing the muscle beneath. My skin immediately turned black, then blue, then purple, before the bruising faded and I healed. The creature gave me a moment whilst I reset my collarbone and stretched my arm out. Then it came at me again. This time, teeth appeared from its sad mouth and it roared, or yelled. I wasn't sure how sentient she was. I imagined the useless pain that would come when her teeth snapped my head clean from my body. But I figured it would be quicker that way. I strode up to her and she seemed to calm. The tense crowd had quieted down and now sat at the edge of their seats, waiting for the beast to strike. I hadn't fought this one before, but it seemed like she had already given up on everything she knew. Like the prisons below the deck of our flying circus had become too much for her, and she was done, her dark glare full of weight and worry. A strange silver-black liquid pooled at her eyes. Her head lowered as if she was guiding her tears to the red sand beneath her feet. When the tears dropped, she lifted her bulbous head and roared again. The crowd livened and a chant began. Kill her, they chanted multiple times. Before the creature took their advice, she approached me slowly, with no malice or conviction in her gait. Then she stretched her jaw, measuring up my neck. A unique thought crossed my mind. I could not escape this life. I knew that. I'd be around for centuries, being killed over and over. There was no end for me. But for her, she could taste the sweet sleep that released us. This show would be different. I would kill her. I would free her. As she darted at me, teeth wide with duty, I dodged. The crowd loved it. The longer they waited, the better the gratification of my death. The creature with her silver withers and eyes that held a universe shook her head and reset her jaw for her next attack. I had no weapons. That would take away from the innocence I portrayed. But I had something more. I had limbs that grew back within minutes. The next time she charged, there were more tears in her eyes. I dodged but threw my arm back into her sight. She went for it, tearing it right from its socket. The pain didn't bother me, but the blood that covered every inch of red sand in the ring distracted me. I slipped and fell to my knees. I reached out for the twitching arm that had just been a part of me and clasped onto my own fingers, pulling my arm towards me. The crowd quieted again not knowing what to expect as I brought myself back to my feet, armed. When she charged for the final time, I was ready. My body felt uneven. I had to lean more to the right side to make up for the lost weight of my left arm. My weapon slipped in my grip, the wet blood saturating every inch of purchase I tried to get. But her eyes begged for her own end. As her jaws opened... I leapt forward and rammed my amputated limb down her windpipe. She struggled, and an echoing cry rang across the circus. Mr. Callahan leaned forward in the front row. His face was rocky, like he knew he had to discipline me, but couldn't in front of the crowd. 
as the creature's cries gradually faded to nothing. I turned to the crowd and raised my remaining arm. There was a moment of silence as they became transfixed on the fleshy nubbin on the other side, which would become my new arm protruding from the edge of the Spice Girl's tea. Then they cheered for what I had done. The beast had taken its last breath and was free. I turned to the poor thing, wanting to pay my respects and wish her well in whatever afterlife she wanted. But only David's body lay in the bloody sand. His dark, worried eyes open, but lifeless. He had wanted to end my suffering quickly tonight. The crowd cheered louder than they had ever done and my heart was torn apart permanently. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Bulletproof was written by JSQ, narrated by Erica Ventura, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Andrew K.N. and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. JSQ is the new author for us. She's a member of the Horror Writers Association and has been published in Awakenings Literary Magazine and Dead Man's Tomb, her debut novel Green Again, which explores mental health and neurodiverse people at the end of the world, is currently in editing and will be released in 2020. So go follow her to keep up with everything that she's working on over at J underscore askew underscore author at Twitter. Once again, attention all writers and all artists. If you are one of the former or the latter, I'm talking to you directly right now. Can you hear me? Yes. Good. We are having a Christmas contest for everybody in the Facebook group. Joshua Boucher, our lovely admin, has put up the details, but the gist is there is a flash fiction contest, so stories up to 500 words, as well as an art contest, and the winners will have their work featured on a bonus Christmas cracker episode coming this Christmas. The contest is currently open and will run until December the 3rd, so get your submissions in before then over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver or just search Hawk and Cleaver in the Facebook search doobly-doo and I'm looking forward to seeing your submissions there. Until next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach sweat platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.